Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 6th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it will affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50. 1150 or online at themoneyr.com. And most important, our lineup for today's show, we have Aaron Alexander with Finally Social. Learn to market without money. Wow, that's going to be really exciting. Also in studio, we have D Gupta with D Coaching. Yes, I do not know it already. So you're going to know it definitely after our interview with Dee. Mm-hmm. And our last guest in studio, first time in studio, is Brennan Klaus with Compass. How to use video <laughs> to make your business boom. So we've got some great guests, uh, some great topics to share, and great information if you want to connect with our guests. Again, call the show at one 855 411.50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And we're going to start the sh- show today like we do each week with a little money chat. Money. Money. All right, Keelan, I know you've got some uh, good news and I have some, I don't know, it's going to be up to your determination on how this news is, but I thought I would bring in and talk a little bit about interest rates today. They've dropped to a 14th month low and Chief Deputy Economist Leonard Clifford um, from Freddie Mac shared that we've had the largest rate drop in over a decade, uh, uh, December 4th, 2008. So it's crazy. Now, just to know, this doesn't mean that the interest rates are the lowest that they have been. The lowest the interest rates hit was three and a quarter percent, and they're averaging maybe around 4.32 percent right now. Uh, But the feds announced that they did not lower the mortgage rates, but the feds are um, slowing to the the global economy is slowing and wants to keep the cost of money low to help make it easier for consumers to borrow money on short term loans. Remember, again, the feds only uh, affect the short term loans. So that would be your credit cards, your car payments, um, things like that, not mortgage interest rates. So the Fed stated that they are going to change their course after predicting a few rate hikes for 2019, but now stating that they're going to leave rates alone. Again, the short-term rates, not to confuse it with the long-term rates, which are mortgage rates, which are based on the Fannie Mae 30-year bond. Now, the Fed's role is to stabilize price and prices and employment. Their role is to manage inflation and maintain a balanced market. The current Fed uh, rate right now is at 5.5%, with the last increase was December 20th. They increased rates four times in 2018 in an attempt to slow down the economy. So it's really interesting when you uh, kind of watch what's happening with the feds, because again, I've you know shared what their role is, but they can't predict what's going to happen. And if you notice when the feds are uh, giving you a sneak peek behind the conversations of what they're anticipating doing, that's because they're actually testing 
the consumer confidence to see what's going to happen. And so if they're going to increase the interest rates, they'll see how the markets are going to affect on that. And if it doesn't have, if it has too much of an impact, then they're, um, impact, then they're not going to uh, move forward with that change. Now, what's happened with mortgage interest rates is when the when there is a lack of consumer confidence or consumer confidence is down, investors are pulling out of the stock market and they're going into the bond market. So bonds are trading higher, including the Fannie Mae 30-year bond. And if it's trading higher, mortgage rates are going down. That's why you normally see uh, the stock market and the bond market working opposite of each other. Now, NAR announced that existing home sales jumped 12% in February, four times higher than the predicted at 3.2%. Now, the reason for this is lower rates, more housing inventory, raising income, and higher consumer confidence. So which is it? Is the economy slowing and having lower consumer confidence, or is the economy getting better with higher consumer confidence? Well, Forbes says that we have a 30% chance of a recession in 2019 and 2020, and the Fed's reaction trying to balance consumer confidence. So I don't believe that we're going to hit a recession, but I do believe that we're going to see a slowdown in in the market, and um, you know we'll have to see what happens in the upcoming uh couple years. It sounds like a lot of confusion, Tina. Holy oh, smokes. there is a lot of confusion. And it goes back to like if... And if, I had to keep this like to a minute or two, right? Uh, yeah. No, and, and it comes back to that, like if we had a crystal ball, we'd all be drinking Mai Tais on a beach somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, And you always talk about... We should bring Mai Tais into studio. Dang it. What's Gosh, up with this bottle of water? It, fail. <laughs> fail. Well, I was going to talk about, kind of, it actually teased right into what I was going to talk about. And I was reading about, um, and I said something about this before, but I was reading about Amazon securing the lease in Bellevue and their backing out of mm-hmm. Seattle and uh, REI is coming over here, mm-hmm. all this crazy growth. And um, I was reading up on the inverse yield curve is what they call yeah. it. And since 1982, like when they see this, that's possible there's a recession. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like we're in this bubble over here. You know, we have this homeless thing that's come up in Seattle, yeah. that head tax thing last year. Yeah, yeah. I think that played its toll, you know, and people, big business is like, they're moving over here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Obviously something upset them. Yeah. So they're coming to the east side. East side's blowing up up. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be really interesting in these next couple years. You, you know, live in Seattle. I live on the east side. Oh, I'm coming to the east side. I think that's <laughs> where to go. Catch the wave. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the homeless issue is pretty crazy yeah. over there. I mean, you see it yeah, everywhere. Take a look at um, Seattle Dying Video. It's it's pretty, um, pretty, it's pretty crazy to see what's happening behind the scenes with that. It is. And I mean, if you've lived here, I've lived here my whole life. I've saw with my own eyes, you know, you see these... um, Seattle's not dying, by the way. It's not dying. It's not dying. It's going to grow. I think it's going to be the next San Francisco, but I'm Mm -hmm. hoping we can make some changes with those that um, represent us. And because there's a lot of people that are unhappy, including the big businesses, which is going to severely affect the economy on Mm -hmm. the east side with Amazon. So if you're looking to invest or buy... I mean, it's looking pretty sweet over and here. And the, the rates are low. And the rates are low. Yeah. Hop on the bus on the east side. It's yeah. looking pretty good. And we do mortgages. We do. Yeah. So you better call us. Call us. Yeah. We can help you out and hook you up. We can tell you all, all about it. Yes. <laughs> well, great uh, great conversation for Money Chat, uh, Keelan. And coming up next in the Money Hour, learn to market without money. Aaron Alexander with Finally Social, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after the short break. Finally Social is a leading agency in social media and online marketing in the greater Seattle area. We build powerful brand strategies based on your needs to help you grow your business, generate quality leads, and actively convert those leads into profits. Step one is like a friend request. 
Our first step is to create a relationship with you. It's your business. We want to help bring your ideas to reality. We begin by meeting in person where we get to know your style, what your needs are, and how we can best serve you. With step two, we determine what you need. Whether you hire us to build you a website, manage your social media, create email marketing campaigns, or want a full brand makeover, we'll ensure that we develop a campaign that fits your goals so you get truly great results. And then step three, execution. Watch as you receive more leads, likes, and clients that make your bottom line skyrocket. We'll get you in front of the right customers with our specialized marketing plan. Hi, this is Erin Alexander, top social butterfly at Finally Social. Please visit us at finallysocial.com to view all of our marketing services we provide. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 6th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. It's a great day to talk money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so that you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with our guest or answer any questions that you may have. You can call into the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 411150 or you can also always reach us online at themoneyara.com and talking about online uh, welcome back Erin coming into studio thank you so much thank you for having me back of course we have Erin Al- Alexander with finally social and we're going to talk about learning how to market without spending money so I'm excited to know about that because I don't know about you as a listener but I spend a lot of money when it comes to marketing and social media. So a little bit about Aaron. Aaron is the founder and CEO, um, top social butterfly of finallysocial.com. Over the last three years, Aaron has grown Finally Social from a boutique social media company to a full service marketing enterprise. Aaron has built strong relationships with clients across all industries with a specialization in real estate agents. As an active member in her community, Erin enjoys connecting with other business owners, thought leaders, and referral partners. So she's also involved in a lot of nonprofit organizations. That's why she's here on the show with us today. That's awesome. I was I was giggling a little bit, Tina, because I know you I was said, like, "What are you doing? You're <laughs> laughing at me over here." Because you were like, "I spent a lot of money." Pause. I'm like, "Yeah, she does." And she's like <laughs> on marketing, and so I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, sorry, it's my little moment here. That's all good, Aaron. I'm stealing stealing it from you here. Absolutely, please do. Uh, so, Aaron, um, a lot of first time agents that I talk to, like the number one thing they say is like getting business. How do I get business? You know, I can't right. afford to spend thousands of dollars right. on insert company here to get myself leads and all that. So what great information. So you mentioned marketing without money. What does that mean to you? Um, So it's really just going back to when you first started or when you're starting out and just, you know, making sure that your presence online is completely branded. You look really good everywhere you are. And so um, it's just touching base and making sure that when somebody looks at you and, you know, they all stalk you. Yes. <laughs> um, that you, they can find you and they're, that they're impressed. 
And our, you know, it used to be our first impression is we would meet somebody face to face, shake their hand, right. look into their eyes, and you know, really get that face to face moment. Well, now first impression is online. And so how critically important is it for your future clients in what you are representing online? It's so important. The first thing that we that I ever um, ask my clients is mm-hmm. how do you look in your future client's eyes? Yeah. Because really, um, as soon as they know who you are, or what you do, or even if they just love you and they're like, I should work with them, they're going to search you. They're going to see mm-hmm. what kind of a presence you have. They're going to make sure that you're everywhere, that you're active, that you're mm-hmm. posting. You know, they're not going to choose you if the last post you had was in 2015. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, have they sold anything lately? Uh-huh. Um, so it's so critical just to make sure that you're on all the right social media platforms and that you're shining on every single one. Yeah. Aaron, let's talk about uh, your bio. Why is your bio specifically very important as an agent or anybody, quite frankly? Yeah. So your bio really needs to be about you and you're giving your future clients a reason to connect with you. Um, a lot of times agents or companies will have their marketing department, write their bio, and you could really just insert anybody's name into it. It's not mm-hmm. saying anything about that person. So um, the whole thing, you know, there's 30,000 real estate agents in King County alone. So how are you going to stand out? How are you going to connect with those people? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to make sure that your bio says, you know, different hobbies or interests or nonprofits or, or, or. And you can really tell nowadays, it seems very mechanical. Like you can always see it's like, oh, that's totally scripted, which doesn't really get people to know like who you are. Mm -hmm. And they want the fun stuff. We're human beings, right? We connect Mm -hmm. on a human level. Let's have some fun with it, you know, like we do here in studio. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So let's talk about what should be in a bio, because I know, you know, you've already, uh, you know, mentioned, I mean, it's really about your personality, who you are. Credentials obviously are important, your community and how you're contributing. So... Um, what, what are the contents in? So there's a, there's a couple different things. So, um, you definitely need to spell out every single, um, type of real estate that you are in. So if you're in residential, you want to put residential, Mm -hmm. I would put commercial, I would put land acquisition. Even if you don't do those, Uh there's somebody in your office that does, right? That Mm -hmm. you could just refer out. Um, and also put down that you sell uh, townhomes and condos because mm-hmm. it's weird that people don't think that that's part of residential that they need to um, find an agent that just works with condos interesting right yeah. so um, and then you want to just have different interests that you like um, make sure that you put um, don't put you've been in the business for 10 years and then over here it says that you've been in the business for 11 years and then 12 years mm-hmm. say that you've been in the business you know for over 10 years and then that way it doesn't matter I say over two decades see yes I'm almost ready to say over a quarter of a century wow I know (laughs) sounds good right yes (laughs) (laughs) Erin I just did a Facebook live on my one time your business and talked about story and bringing your story in and and, you know having like a sentence or something of why you do what you do and sharing that because that enables for your future clients potential clients to connect with you and also to open up their imagination of what this purchase this product or service will do for them correct correct you know it's just it's all about connecting with that person Um, you know and then there's the rules though don't talk about don't be political 
Mm-hmm. Don't talk about religion. Mm-hmm. Don't be specific on money. Like you can say general things, but don't say, oh, the rate's at 2.9. And then somebody goes to get a, a loan and then yes. they say, oh, you said I could get this. And yes. So, you know, there's rules to not do, but there's so many rules to do. Like, yeah. Give them every reason to connect with you. Yeah. And for me, I just say really brief. I mean, I've, you know, bought my home when I was 20 years old and having the security and um, uh, of being a homeowner and how my parents had a challenge keeping a roof over our head. I knew I could be passionate about helping others reach their dream of homeownership. And so that is my why. It's my story. And it allows to open up and for people to connect. Wow. She really loves what she does. And there's a why behind it. So you know, think about how you can deliver that in a confident, powerful, and to-the-point way. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And Aaron, I don't mean to regress here, but I was just thinking where, I was kind of visualizing my social media, where do you put your bio? Like, what, what where specifically do you want to kind of show all these facts, per se, about yourself? So, I, obviously, it's going to be on your website or the company page or whatever. But then also, you know, on LinkedIn, there's a summary area mm-hmm. that you can put in there. That's the first thing people are going to see, so definitely put it there. Um, on Facebook business page, there's an about section where you can put your bio there and put mm-hmm. pictures in there. Um, so just not just make sure that you're sharing it everywhere. I see. So on the yeah, finance side, all not- the landing pages. I mean, every single landing page is Victoria's made like, I don't know, I want to say 100, but a lot of landing pages. Yeah. And it's at the bottom of every single landing page. It's so important. Yeah. I interrupt you, Keely. What no, no, no. Just move on. Let's just move on. So uh, let's talk a little bit about past clients and how 89% of sales people never touch base with their past clients. It's insane. And this doesn't cost any money. This does not yes. cost any money. Um, it's, you know, send them a card. Reach yeah. out to them. I think that everybody doesn't reach out to them because they don't want to feel like they're pushing themselves on them after they just had a great experience. So if you switch it around and you're sharing stuff like um, send them an email with um, the top 10 things to do for spring or, hey, mm-hmm. if you're remodeling your house, I have a great vendor list. Uh-huh. Let me share that with you. So then you're giving them value and then they're going to be thinking about you if like all of a sudden somebody's saying, hey, I need to buy a house and say, oh, my real estate agent just sent me this great vendor list. Mm-hmm. Maybe she could help you. Yeah. Right. So it's changing how you're thinking of like get rid of fear mm-hmm. and then just reach out to them. Yeah. And if you're listening today and you're inspired to take action on this, because I think this is the biggest tip uh, uh, that it, it, that Aaron can provide for you today. Um, you know, I've heard people say, well, just pick up the phone and apologize that you haven't called them in five years. Do not do that. Don't apologize because apologize. think about all of your experts. And it doesn't matter what profession you're in. This Today's conversation with Aaron is for any business professional entrepreneur that's yes. trying to grow their business. Yep. And think about all of your financial experts. When was the last time they picked up the phone and called you? Majority have not. So pick up the phone and say, hey, I was just thinking about you, Aaron, and right. I wanted to call and, and I just sent you over an email on, um, you know, whatever. Right. So, yeah. It's so important. And again, that's free. Yes. No <laughs> money. No money. No money. 
So, Aaron, with all the professionals that you work with, uh, why do you find that just people just don't reach out to their previous clients? I know in our business, especially, you know, when you have a mortgage with somebody, you always want to keep an eye on their rates, and maybe there's an improvement that we can make. So, for me and Tina, we do keep in, in touch with our clients. And how about but, calling like we have? I mean, you, I've just looked at your your loan, and it doesn't make sense for you to refinance. So, call and let them know it doesn't make sense so that they know you're watching out. And when it does make sense, yeah. then they're ready to take action without, you know, so call and stay in contact regardless. I couldn't agree more. It's so important in our business. Um, what what do you find that the reason that other professionals don't keep in touch with their clients? I think they just get too busy and then by the time they think about it or somebody points it out or they get an assistant or their offers manager says something, then they think that too much time has passed by mm-hmm. and then fear sets in and like, oh, well, I don't want to ask him, blah, 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 blah. And it's just Literally just get rid of fear and just call them, write them, send them a card, send them an email, just contact them. If if you had a great experience, Mm -hmm. they're going to refer you. Give them a reason why to refer you, though. Yeah. And I think people are chasing after what is they may think is a hot lead, somebody that's ready to go right now, when the reality is those are your future hot leads. And they're warm, warm hot leads instead of somebody trying to get that first impression. So uh, what are some ways of staying in touch, Erin? You know, I think we pretty much we named them all, you know, call them, email Mm -hmm. them, give them something of value, um, set, create a farm that you're sending mm-hmm. postcards to just your past clients and have it be like, you know, your whole goal is to end up on the refrigerator. So send yeah. them all of the schedules for all the sports. Um, send them your favorite plate uh, farmers markets. Uh, mm-hmm. You could do a Woodenville wine um, map. You yeah. could, I mean, there's so much information that you could send them. And then if you end up on their refrigerator, you'll be there past that event. Yeah. Right. They just people don't take stuff off. Yeah, and think about uh, rotating through value education and a little bit of fun. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, Aaron, I've had a, a ton of conversations with people around social media, like especially those that have been in an industry for a long time. Like, when's the last time social media has given you business? You know, I don't have social media to call on my phone. And they're like the referral people, right? It's all referral only. Uh, I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, yes. Why Why is it important for social media, and why do you think people think that way? Um, because, so people think that a referral is not going to research I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just a crazy thing. People that refer new clients to you, mm-hmm. they're still going to look you up because mm-hmm. they still know three to five different agents. Yes. Yeah. So you still need to make sure that your social media presence is perfect and that they see that you're actively doing stuff and you're giving them reason to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people don't. They're like, yeah, I don't need social media. I just get all referrals. And I'm like, yeah. they're still going to stock you like yes let's, yeah you still need they to still want to stay connected with yeah. you in that in that platform so what are the three top social media platforms to use erin um so definitely uh facebook business page yeah. tie it into instagram uh linkedin and then for if it's for real estate agents making sure that your zillow is just complete um and then also do twitter just for seo and you know my 75 year old mom has a twitter account because of who's president (laughs) so just just know that you need to to um connect with all of your audience across the board yeah um aaron why and what should people share on social media specifically what do you think people should focus on well i think that you need to have um content so when we post for clients we post three times a week they're local uh, articles and they're within the last two weeks. So it's just news. It's just being consistent and relevant. It's not really something you can track, 
but it's just staying in your client's eyes. Yeah. And then share your life. So what, however you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. share what you're doing. If you're a foodie, share that. If you love to market into a certain um, neighborhood like Kirkland, then go around Kirkland and yeah. take pictures of different things and share that and give people a reason why to move there. And yeah. then they'll be like, oh, yeah, she just shared all that. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just key. Social media, you have to be on there. Yeah, and that was a really great tip, Erin. You know, embrace your uniqueness, what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. because then you're going to draw those clients in, and nobody can connect with them as well as you can when right. you have automatically something already of interest connection, yes. right? Yes. Erin, thank you so much for joining us back in studio. It's always a pleasure to have you here. I want to give a shout out again and thank you for uh, coming face to face with our realtors for our Power Hour Lunch and Learn. Get uh, excited to get you back on the calendar for yes, that as well. Let's so, do it. yeah, I love your smile. Thank I wish you. everybody could see your. Well, you can see it in the behind the scenes uh, video. Yeah. All right, thanks, Erin. Thanks. And coming up next in the Money Hour, yes, I do not know it already. We have D Gupa with D Coaching right here at 1150 AM, KKNW after the short break. Finally Social is a leading agency in social media and online marketing in the greater Seattle area. We build powerful brand strategies based on your needs to help you grow your business, generate quality leads, and actively convert those leads into profits. Step one is like a friend request. Our first step is to create a relationship with you. It's your business. We want to help bring your ideas to reality. We begin by meeting in person where we get to know your style, what your needs are, and how we can best serve you. With step two, we determine what you need. Whether you hire us to build you a website, manage your social media, create email marketing campaigns, or want a full brand makeover, we'll ensure that we develop a campaign that fits your goals so you get truly great results. And then step three, execution. Watch as you receive more leads, likes, and clients that make your bottom line skyrocket. We'll get you in front of the right customers with our specialized marketing plan. Hi, this is Erin Alexander, top social butterfly at Finally Social. Please visit us at finallysocial.com to view all of our marketing services we provide. Are you a tech professional who wants to get your voice heard in meetings and events? Are you tired of being invisible or of people talking over you? Do you believe you have the talent to make more impact at work but don't know how or where to begin? Are you living on autopilot not knowing where your time has gone? Or do you want to make the best use of your time on this planet? To have a powerful voice in this world, you need to build up your communication skills and courage step by step. To live your life in a powerful way, you need to have crystal clear goals and work through problems along the way until you achieve those goals. D. Gupta of D. Coaching is an expert at unleashing your personal power and will coach you through a simple and easy to follow process that will build up your skills and courage. D is passionate about firing people up to follow their dreams by walking them through her effective proprietary process of goal setting and follow through. This is D from D Coaching. To learn more about me, visit my website at speakpowerfullycoaching.com and follow the links to connect with me on social media. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co host, Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show 
with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 6th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with our guest, answer any questions that you have. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, we have D Gupta with D Coaching. Yes, I do know it already. D, thank you so much for coming back and joining us in studio. Thank you for having me. And by the way, the title is Yes, I Do Not Know It Already. Oh my golly, yes, I do not know it already. <laughs> just wanted to clarify because well, that's, that's a really good clarification. <laughs> we definitely do not. Well, thank you, Dee. All right, a little bit about Dee. Thank God she caught that. Most life coaches, and that's why she's a life coach, most life coach help you with performance, all the metrics and what uh, it is to be successful on a day-to-day basis. What this approach leads to is stress and burnout. There is more to life than constantly meeting key performance indicators, and Dee developed a very unique coaching methodology called the Zero Productivity Method, which has a fundamentally opposite aim of conventional life coach method. If you are the type of person who would love to live a zero productivity life and at the same time understands that there is no practical get rich quick scheme and that you're prepared to define and go after the zero productivity lifestyle of your dreams and realize Earthless Coaching will help you through the journey to get there, then that's why we have Dee and you definitely want to stay tuned of our conversation with her today. So Dee, you got us curious. Yes, I do not know it already is your title. I'm sure you did that for a reason. I think I know everything, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. What does your topic mean exactly? Explain that to us. What I do not know it already. Okay, so have you ever had this feeling? Have you ever thought to yourself, I should know this already. I'm Uh, whatever so-and-so age. mm. I've been doing this for so-and-so time. Uh Why do I not know this already? And then then you make yourself feel bad about it. And you worry about it. And it it doesn't serve you. It doesn't make you better because you put yourself in a lower emotional state and you're you're not feeling good. So this topic addresses that, and Mm -hmm. this topic is about embracing, yes, I do not know it already, and that's Uh okay, and I'm good with it, because it gives me an opportunity to learn, and I'm going to now learn and become better. I'm going to grow. That is an amazing affirmation, because what you're talking about is our self-talk and how that self-talk can be devastating to our success and if we're devastated in success it's going to have a ripple effect into our life and what we're able to contribute to our family and our community so yeah love that d this is what i like to call the i should know it already syndrome yeah boy so let's talk about what kinds of things that people expect themselves to already know 
all kinds of things. My goodness, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so they go into work. I've had clients who will go into work and somebody else is really good at a particular tool that they don't know already. Mm. And they beat themselves up and feel miserable. Oh, my God, why do I not know this already? And I should know it. And even though I've only joined two months ago, I should yeah. already know everything. Yeah. And it were, goes into relationships. I am 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. I should know how to handle every particular situation in a relationship already yes. it's not possible <laughs> so um, pretty much every aspect of our life and the thing that it affects us the most is in emotional things how yeah. to handle situations with other people how to handle situations where we're feeling bad those kinds of things we tend to beat ourselves up for the most and those yeah. are the things that are not taught at all if you're going to a software school, like I went to study software, I learned that stuff. And I know it's easier for me to accept that I don't know it. But if it's something with related to people, then, well, I used to really beat myself up for it all the time. And I'm sure most people do. Yeah. And you talk about emotional stress. And again, if you can't um, have control of your own emotional stress, you're not going to be able to be the best for others. And so, right. yeah, I love this topic. Dee, why is it so important to let yourself off the hook for the things that you don't know and not beating yourself up for it? I love this. Self-talk stuff is amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it is very, very crucial because our emotional state dictates everything that we do. So if we're feeling bad, just notice yourself. I'm sure most people already know this, but notice that your productivity goes down. You want to just sit and watch TV. You want to lie down. You want to sleep. And you're not feeling like doing anything productive. So when you allow yourself to feel good despite not knowing things, then your emotional state is high and you're feeling good. And then you're much more likely to, one, you're likely to learn the thing that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And two, you're likely to do better in everything else around you. You're likely yes. to have better relationships. You're likely to have a better productive life. Yeah. And so there's always a balance in everything, D. And so, you know, letting yourself off the hook is really important. But at the same time, not allowing that to have take away the motivation to continue to move forward, to excel and to get better. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. This does not lead to complacency. It does not lead to feeling like, okay, because I do not, um, because I'm feeling good doesn't mean that I will not work on learning better. That is yeah. a biggest myth of all. Uh -huh. We feel that if we're not beating ourselves up, then we're not going to push ourselves to grow. And as far as I'm concerned, that is the complete opposite. When we're feeling good, we're way more likely to pick on, take on things because we're excited to learn, we're excited to grow, we're excited to move forward. And when we're feeling low, then we're much more likely to um, hide under the bed or yeah. in front of the TV or, or whatever else uh, methods that we use to hide. Each of us have our own methods to hide. So feeling good and uh, not beating ourselves up to me is the best way yeah. to learn and to grow and to solve the problem that we're trying to solve. I agree. So much better not to be uh, motivated by fear-based, but to be motivated motivated by why-based. Yes. What are you excited about? Yes. Dee, how do you help your clients specifically like wrap their heads around these concepts that you're talking about, like their self-talk and the ways that they can just have a better self-being just in general? Right. Okay. So the there is uh, this thing that completely transformed my life. There is this four stages of learning. The first stage is when you don't know what you don't know. And most of 
us uh, get caught up there. When we don't know something, we don't know, and we're, if we suddenly encounter it, then that is the first stage where we're like, why don't we know this? Mm. Or why didn't we know that we don't didn't know it? So that's the first stage. And then the next stage is we realize we don't know it, and uh, that goes, well, the first stage is called unconscious incompetence. Okay. We are incompetent and we're unconscious about it. Mm-hmm. The second stage is called conscious incompetence. We know that we don't know how to tie our shoelace, for example, um, and we we don't know it, but we know that we don't know it. The third stage is we learn how to do it, and we actively try to, we can actively do it. We think about it. We don't, uh, it's not unconscious yet, but we can think about it and tie our shoelace and follow the steps. That's called conscious competence. And then the final stage is unconscious competence when you can tie your shoelace without thinking about it or w- when you drive a car. Yeah. So um, the, the one of the most important things we can do for ourselves is understand that with everything, even the simple day-to-day communication that we have follows these steps and we become unconsciously competent in certain ways and we don't in certain ways and it's, it's a process and we're going to continue to learn. And I love step three is the process where you're actually doing. And during that doing, you talked about the learning. And that's when we're most creative, I would imagine, in that third stage. And so, yeah, I love how you broke that down for stages. So, Dee, let's talk about um, if you feel that I should know it already syndrome, what should you do? The first step, every time you um, have this I should know it already um, syndrome, (laughs) the first step is to stop and recognize it. Once you recognize it, then you can give yourself a large, big smile and Uh say, okay, there you go. You're doing it again or I'm doing it again. And after you do that... um, let yourself know that it's just your brain messing with you and trying mm. to make you feel bad because the brain's job is only to protect. It's yes. not to make you feel happy. So understand that you're going to go through these four stages of learning um, with this particular scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And identify where you are in that stage. You may be at the conscious competence stage. Uh-huh. And it may take you a little bit of time to figure it out because you've done it before maybe once or twice and you've it's not become unconscious competence yet. And sometimes it may take I don't know, 20 times of doing it over and over again before it becomes unconscious competence. So allow yourself to breathe and Mm -hmm. know that you are going to get to the unconscious competence at at some point and that it's okay. Embrace that moment. Embrace that moment. Dee, can you give us an example, like a real life example? Yes. Um, I had um, a coworker and we had certain guidelines around at work and uh, she wasn't following those guidelines. Um, she started off in the first month that I was there. She started off by following those guidelines perfectly and it was everything was smooth and we were not stepping on each other's toes. And then she stopped. So I guess there was the familiarity thing or whatever. And I'm a coach. I didn't know how to handle it. And Uh I have handled situations like conflict situations with many different kinds of people. But I, for some reason, I couldn't handle it with her um, because maybe because of some personality or something that I hadn't worked through. Mm -hmm. So I started feeling really bad. I was like, I am a coach. I should know this already. How can Mm. I not know this? It's a pretty simple thing. It's, It's a very tiny little thing. Why don't I know it? So... It took me some time to identify and to figure out, oh, I'm going, I'm doing it again. I'm doing the I do not know, I should know this already (laughs) syndrome. So then I let myself breathe and I felt much, much better. And as soon as I felt better, I was able to find out a way to 
contact her and communicate with her. And we had a really good conversation and it worked out beautifully. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, it's so funny, G, because I was, I'm just thinking here, you know, when you get in that syndrome space, not only are you beating yourself up for something that you may not know, but then actually you're you're losing some of the things that are common knowledge to you that you already know because you're creating that block to where now you just can't really function in a normal basis. So absolutely. this could be really devastating. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah, you're right. It doesn't only take away from the thing that you're trying to do. It takes yeah. away from everything else in your life yeah. as well. Yeah. Everything that you know extremely well and you're unconsciously competent at, you suddenly fall down to the conscious competence level. At yeah, that. I want to hear you say that about 20 times. Anyways, <laughs> as, we, as we wrap up our time here, Dee, and uh, go to commercial. What would be your last uh, piece of advice that you would give to anyone listening to the show? Okay. Um, My last piece of advice is along with giving yourself the leeway to get yourself off the hook, allow other people also to get off the hook. So Mm. um, another thing we like to do is you should know it already because you've been in this for what, 10 years, 20 years or whatever. And uh, uh, along with not judging yourself, I would request that uh, you extend the same courtesy to others and not judge others yeah. and allow themselves uh, allow yourself to understand that they're going through the same process of learning as well mm-hmm. and they're going to take their own time too. Well, and that's, it's such great advice because, uh, you know, if you're good to yourself, you're going to be good to others. And yes. if you're having a great conversation and affirmation with yourself, it's going to allow you to communicate at a higher and, and more um, uh, sympathetic way with others. So I, I love that. It all starts here with us and then we can uh, bring it to others. So Dee, thank you so much for uh, today. That was a really great topic and I always love having you in studio. Look forward to having you back. Thank you, Tina. And thank you, Keelan. Coming up next on the Money Hour, how to use video to make your business boom. Brennan Klaus with Compass, right here in 1150 AM, KKNW, after this short break. Are you a tech professional who wants to get your voice heard in meetings and events? Are you tired of being invisible or of people talking over you? Do you believe you have the talent to make more impact at work but don't know how or where to begin? Are you living on autopilot not knowing where your time has gone? Or do you want to make the best use of your time on this planet? To have a powerful voice in this world, you need to build up your communication skills and courage step by step. To live your life in a powerful way, you need to have crystal clear goals and work through problems along the way until you achieve those goals. Dee Gupta of Dee Coaching is an expert at unleashing your personal power and will coach you through a simple and easy to follow process that will build up your skills and courage. Dee is passionate about firing people up to follow their dreams by walking them through her effective proprietary process of goal setting and follow through. This is Dee from Dee Coaching. To learn more about me, visit my website at speakpowerfullycoaching.com and follow the links to connect with me on social media. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 6th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bringing in to studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market and everything on money. We're here to help you succeed at a high level in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at one 855 
1-855-411-5050. Again, that's 1-855-411-5050 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio, first time in studio, very excited to have a conversation with Brennan Klaus with Compass. And we're going to talk about how to use video to make your business boom. Thank you so much for coming in, Brennan. Yeah, thanks for having me. And a little bit about Brennan. He is a real estate broker at Compass with a keen sense of community and an unmatched commitment for cultivating relationships and client satisfaction. Brennan is highly regarded by his clients and his peers for putting collaboration and trust first always working to have the most up-to-date market knowledge and helping others achieve their goals with integrity. Brendan, I love a real estate broker that knows the importance of video right out of the Mm -hmm. gate. Like, that's so important. Can you tell our listeners why is video so important for uh, anybody that owns a business, agents, whoever you are out there, it's important, people. Yeah, absolutely. It's not only important for agents, it's important for every small business and large business. Um, So I thought I'd start off with a little fact and then go into a little more personal why it's important. Nice balance. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Got to have a balance there. So Forbes released an article earlier this year where they quoted a study by Animoto, which is a um, video creation service focused on small business. And they surveyed 1,500 customers and found that 46% of consumers watch more video ads on social media than they do on TV. And 73% of consumers have been impacted by a brand's social media presence when making a purchase decision. So that's first a little data for you. And second of all, video is just so personal. It really is next to voice, which Mm -hmm. we're doing now. Uh It's the next personal thing you can do. Um, And the other thing is it's free. Um, So it's super important to utilize these things for your business, especially as you're trying to make it boom, because it's free, it's personal, and consumers are moving more towards video every day. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, think um, the last time if you were on video, and we do a lot of video, and um, I love it, you know, if you walk into a room and you had something really important happen and they weren't there, but they're running up to you with a big smile to congratulate you, and it's because they saw on video. So just think about when you're watching somebody on video, how does that make you feel? Are you connecting them with, with them at a higher level? And the answer, of course, is yes. So now take it back to yourself, and wouldn't you want to provide that for people that want to get to know you. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So, Brennan, what do you do if you're deadly afraid to be (laughs) on camera and worse on video? Yeah, that's a good question, Tina. You know, I hear that a lot from people who haven't started with video yet. Um, I think my first piece of advice is to start behind the camera. So Mm -hmm. just because you're doing video doesn't mean that you have to be on the video. So start behind the camera. Take scenes of what you're doing in your business. Like Victoria's taking a video of you right now. Exactly, yeah. That was actually (laughs) going to be my next thing is if you're afraid, have someone else do it for you and Uh don't let them tell you when they're going to start recording you. And then you'll never really know it's happening. So I would say start behind the camera. That makes you a little bit more comfortable and then you can move into being on camera or you can just narrate or have someone do it for you and not let you know when it's happening. Yeah, and also a, a tip too, I would say um, everything, you know, people talk about procrastination and it's such an easy solution not to procrastinate is make a commitment to somebody that's really, really important, not somebody that's close to you, but has high influence on uh, your field and make a commitment you're going to do something. So make a commitment to them that you're going to get on video and then procrastination is no longer an issue because you're not going to let that person down, right? Exactly. The old the old accountability partner. Exactly. Or you could know Tina and then she just throws you in the game, like do it now, like the same day. You're going to be on the radio. <laughs> 
thinking today, back Keelan. of the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> today you're going to be on the radio. You've never done it before, but guess what? Today you're going to be there. She's like, I'll figure it no out. Warning. Fine. No warning. No warning. No time to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> I had about seven seconds to decide what I was going to do. So <laughs> it worked, though. Here I am. Here you are. Here I am. Rocking it. So uh, what can we do to take video to the next level? Like, how do we how do we boom our business with this video? Absolutely. That's a really good question. So it's all about finding the things that make people stop scrolling on uh, social media. So you want them mm. to stop and look at your video for a while. One of the number one ways to do that is actually to add captions to your video. Mm. So there are a lot of services out there like Rev.com, R-E-V, and they'll caption your entire video for you and send you a file of the text. So putting that over your video, it's um, we call it a thumb stopper. So they stop scrolling <laughs> with their thumb and stop and watch your video. That's one of the best ways. Another way is to actually get feedback from your audience. So ask them to comment on which portion they liked the best. And then you can clip that video just to be that portion and recreate and repost that. Yeah, great ideas. So let's talk about views because everybody really, you just kind of look at those views like you're waiting to see if another one's going to come in. And so how do you engage to get more views on your videos? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I think the first step is choosing the platforms that you post on. Uh Um, So it's really important to post on the platforms that you're already active on and where you can be most responsive on. So you really want to make sure that if people are liking or commenting that you're responding to those, especially yeah. comments, you want to comment back. And then not a, just like their comment. Exactly. But comment back. Yep. Yes. You want to comment back because that helps in the algorithm, which leads to the next part of that answer, which is you have to follow the algorithms of each social media platform because they're always changing. Um, So you want to find the algorithms that favor video the most and post on those platforms. So is there a a place to go to keep up to date on what's happening with algorithms and how you can actually maximize that? Or you just got to talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. Talk to someone, do a little Google search, Uh you know, go to Facebook, see what they're saying about it. There's all sorts of news sources that talk about when algorithms change. So you can definitely just do a little Google search and find that. So, Brandon, I got a question. I, I've heard many times, I don't have time for video, it takes too long, editing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, what if you uh, don't have time to make all the edits to make your videos look, quote unquote, you can't see me, professional, because then they don't want to post it, right? It's not professional enough. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question. Back to that procrastination thing. Uh-huh. You, It's another way to make yourself procrastinate. But if people don't have time to edit a video, I often tell them, well, then don't edit it. We're moving into a world that's more authentic, where people want to see what you're doing, even if you don't think it's polished and professional. They want to see all of it. So don't edit it. But also there are a ton of apps, if you have an iPhone or even on Android, where they'll edit it or put photos over your video for you in a nice and pretty way so that people can enjoy it. So either be authentic or find an app that does it for free and quickly for you. Yeah, get on and do a, a Facebook Live. I We had a guest uh, previous uh, a few shows ago that uh, does a video class. And what he does is everybody that shows up, they have to do a live Facebook right there and post it. So, mm-hmm. um, you That's know, what yeah. we're moving towards. Everyone wants to see just authentic yes. content. Yes. So, uh, Brennan, where, can, where should you be posting and... How often should you be posting videos? Yep, good question. So back to that um, previous question about post on the platforms that are most relevant to you and that you spend the most time on. 
But just as a general guideline, I think that um, Instagram, you should be posting something as often as you can. Like often meaning once a day? Once a day or more. There are a lot of people, especially if you have multiple pieces of video content that will post multiple times a day on Instagram, Facebook, same thing, but a little less than Instagram. Uh So maybe three times a week, four times a week. Right now, LinkedIn is really favoring video. So every wow. time you post a video on LinkedIn, you're most likely to be at the top of the, the feed because they favor that video so much. Um, so I have a lot of people who are like, you're always at the top of my LinkedIn yeah. feed. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, great. <go> figure. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> and then obviously YouTube and Vimeo are really important platforms to be a part of as well. Yeah, well, geez, we've got to start uh, posting our videos on LinkedIn. Yeah, we're yeah. sloughing. That's kind of like that the one that gets left out. It's like the, the redheaded stepchild. I know, Victoria, Victoria's over there whispering. I'm not sure that. exactly what she's, uh, what she's saying. What? I was just thinking. That. Oh, she was just. She was just, she was thinking. just thinking that. Yeah, it's so great having these guests in here because we learn stuff every single week and how to um, have better lives and better business. And so I uh, love that. Oh, it's your time to it ask is, a question, Keelan. It is my turn. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, go ahead. So, Brendan, um, <laughs> give us some good video ideas, especially for small businesses and such. What what kind of content should we put out there? Yeah, absolutely. So, for small businesses, I always encourage people to ask someone who's not a part of their field what questions they have. And just videos that are simple as answering one of those questions are really great video ideas because if they don't know the answer, it's likely that a lot of people don't know the answer. But aside from that, you can do videos like a day in the life, what you're doing. This is sort of an Instagram story style video where you're just following your own yourself and what are you doing that day. You can profile your team members if Mm -hmm. you have any team members. Think of things that really make it personal. So tell a personal story about what you're working on, um, what you just went through last week in the office, those sorts of things. And then I always encourage people to think about what content can they reuse. So especially if you're spending money on video, try to think of things that you can reuse, whether you clip that up and do a mishmash of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, Find something that you know you'll be able to reuse in the future or that people can learn from. So can you send it to a future customer and they'll be able to learn from it? Think about some of those reusable aspects of video. Yeah, and I... I'm stealing this one from you, Tina. We need to do a radio day of us from start to finish coming into studio. Uh-huh. Brendan's full of great ideas. That would be a I good know. one. That would I be know. a good one, right? Yeah, he, he definitely It has to start is. when you wake up and like what yeah. you look like before. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> definitely did not want to see me this, uh, this morning. That's a whole other uh, conversation in another show. It's got to be authentic, though. It's got to be. It's got to be authentic. Wow. So, and I love the, uh, the spirit of one-timing, which is my coaching program that I uh, do for real estate professionals, 15 clock hours, by the way. So if you're listening, uh, it's a great way to take your time management business efficiency to the highest level possible so you can live the life that you want to live. But in the spirit of one timing, being able to have multiple purposes uh, for that video, I really, really love that. If a client has a question, most likely that question's not a one-off, but instead it's the same question multiple clients are going to have. So get on video, do your live feed and say, hey, I just had a great question from a client. And I'm sure some of you that um, you know are following me have the same uh, question. Here's the answer. And then put it in all your, your platforms. Love that. Uh, so as we're wrapping up our time here, uh, Brandon, with you, let's talk a little bit. I love, you know, you're obviously a, 
a teacher without a doubt and you're a giver without a doubt because you actually sell real estate. That's what you do. And you came and chose here today to share with our listeners the importance of being on video. And I haven't heard you mention one time about your business. I want to give a shout out and thank you for that, uh, Brennan. Thank you. Thanks Um, so much. Of course. So, but let's talk about your business and what video has been able to do for you to take you to the success that you have uh, reached. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that shout out. Um, So I boast a an educational series once a week that we just started this year. And while you can track, obviously, views on social media and see what people are liking it or commenting about it, almost every time I see someone that I haven't seen in a while in person, they'll tell me that they've seen my most recent video and that they love my video. And I actually have a funny story because my parents are visiting from Kansas and my most recent listing video was the topic of conversation at the dinner table on Sunday, which <laughs> yeah. I had no idea it was. Oh so even though you may not see the impact right away or immediately in yeah. those counters that social media has, you'll most likely feel it when you see people in person and when you need topics yes. of conversation to relate to each other, they'll bring it back up. So yeah. don't fret if you don't see high view count you're Mm -hmm. getting your word out there even though people might not like or comment on it right away yeah and just how exciting for people to get to know who you are before they even have a chance to meet you and a lot of times before they even have a chance to talk with you so i love it brennan thank you again so much for coming in and and joining us for studio definitely look forward to having you uh, come back and we'll have you talk a little bit about real estate thank you thanks for having me And this is your host, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. And we're going to be here same time, same place, next Saturday, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.